to finally sit down with you I feel like we've been like working together or covering your stuff for the last yeah. year or two and like or running into you at shows but we never yeah. really have time to like have an in-depth conversation I know I know I'm excited for this thanks for inviting me of yes course. of course and we're actually like I mentioned over message but just to have it on record here this mm-hmm. is the all women podcast so we're premiering cool. it with you so this is really exciting for us Oh, awesome. I'm honored. <laughs> Hell yeah. I know. Yessie and I were talking a month or two ago when the last season ended and we were like, you know what? There's so many badass women who are rising right now, like doing their own thing. They don't get enough coverage. So we figured why not use our platforms for that reason. Awesome. And you guys are like, you run the company Dubstep FBI. And so it's already all women, which is <laughs> right. awesome. Yeah. Yes. We need to find more ways to continue supporting women and lifting each other up because we're taking over the world, man. So you got to keep running it up. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but uh you got Lollapalooza coming up this weekend <laughs> are you like nervous excited like tell us all yeah. about it since like the beginning of July I've just been like oh my god it's coming up at the end of the month like I've just been yeah. preparing and like going over my set every single day even though it's been finished for like the past week I'm like maybe I could do this or maybe I can add this here I just want it to be like perfect because I've also never played in Chicago so that's like a new um like market that I'm going to tap into with the fans and mm-hmm. stuff so I want to give them like a proper stellar set mm-hmm. so I've just yes. been like stressed because I also don't have that long of a set and I just wanted to like be perfect but should be fine mm-hmm. how long is your set it's 40 minutes okay yeah that's yeah. kind of short though I feel like I most know. sets are 45 or more yeah, the extra five minutes like really helps surprisingly. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, I'm curious, what did you do when you got the news for Lala? Because I feel like that's a defining moment in your career. Yeah, it was like really chaotic, honestly. Like I was at my friend's house and then I got a text from my manager and he was like, I need to know in five minutes if you can play Lala or not. And I was like, oh my God, like <laughs> I don't know what to do because also my cousin is getting married in London the day after I play and I had already told her I'd be in her wedding and I was like okay well obviously I'm not gonna like pass up fucking Lollapalooza so I was like yes yes we'll do it and I was like freaking out just because like I didn't think this early in my career like I would have an opportunity like that and Mm -hmm. I was just like so rattled that it was even happening Um, I have the chills right now (laughs) it's like dude I would like I would go fucking bananas and go crazy. Like if I got that text, like, like, yeah, I don't even know what (laughs) craziness. Yeah. Your your, um, your stream is going to, or your set is going to be live stream, right? On Hulu. And I was literally like, what is happening when I got the email? They were like, we're so excited to have you at Lala. We want to like stream your thing on Hulu. And I was like, what is happening? Like, and cause my set's early too. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you know, I know they do a stream, but it's usually for like the later acts. And I, I'm shook. I'm literally so shook. <laughs> I was so excited to see that because I was like, hell yeah, I am going to tune in. I'm going to yeah. cheer on. For, I'll be there in spirit. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And they're doing like 
interviews, like Hulu is interviewing the artists that they're streaming. And I just found this out a few days ago and I was like, oh my gosh, like more stress. Cause I'm just, I'm feeling like I'm bad at interviews and like even podcasts, I get like so much anxiety that my bl- brain just goes like blank when I get questions, <laughs> but it'll be fine. It'll be this fine. is perfect timing. Cause mm-hmm. we're, we're prepping you for the interview. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like debate prep, you know, we've got a grill. You ask the hard questions now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Just kidding. We actually don't have any hard questions for you today. Okay. Yeah. And usually like for anyone who like listens to these podcasts, like they'll notice that they're very casual. We just Mm -hmm. like to have a conversation so that all the listeners and your fans can see that you're human too. And it's not all about music and just get to know you more personally and not just all about your music career. Love that. Mm -hmm. I do have to ask though, before we change off the Lala subject, Yes. are you sending it to London right after Lala? Um, right after my set, which is like chaos and I'm not ready because I'm the type of person that likes to like have a chill time like after to like really take it all in and just like be there and I literally have to go straight from the stage like to an uber to the airport to make it on time and I still don't know if I'm gonna make it to the wedding I know (laughs) at least you'll be in Chicago though I feel like that's less of a trek than Florida to get to London it's a direct flight too which is good Mm -hmm. um So I should make it if all goes well, but yeah, it's going to be chaotic on Saturday. (laughs) Damn. Okay. So when does your set end? And then when is your flight? So my set ends at 1.20 and then my flight's at 5.30, I think, but the airport's like an hour away and I have to check a bag, Mm -hmm. do all that kind of stuff. So we'll see. You got (laughs) clear or pre-check? I have pre-check. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You should be good. I would say get on that clear train too. Cause really? a lot of these pre-check yeah. lines are, especially in Denver, I feel like oh, Denver's a yeah. pre-check hub and like right. every, it seems like everybody and their moms has pre-check in Denver. So like yeah, <laughs> we, Chrissy and I both got pre-check and clear. So it's just like oh, good. premium yeah. status right there. I know. I feel like a celebrity when I go up to the clear thing and they scan my eyes or whatever they do. And then they just <laughs> let me cut the pre-check line. Yeah, cool. yeah, Next step. Next step is getting a private jet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> Literally. Um, well, I'm actually curious because uh, you talked about your manager who's Pepe, right? Yeah, so-, so how did you make that connection with Pepe being your manager? Because he's very well-respected in the industry. Mm-hmm. So like, how did that all happen? So right now it's, um, initially it was just Pepe and now we brought on Corinne from new management. She has like side piece and Henry Fong, Nitty Gritty. Oh, wow. Wow. We're like tag teaming the management thing. Um, but I met Pepe. So in college, I was about to graduate And I was like, I don't want to be one of those people who like don't get a job out of college. And I was kind of like panicking. And I was like, what can I do to like get into the music industry? Because I also like just didn't know what to do to start like DJing at clubs or anything. Um, So I was like, I'm going to like message some people who run festivals and try to like work for a festival. And so I messaged him. I was like, do you need any interns? And I sent over my resume. And he was like, no. And I was like, sick. (laughs) And then like... (laughs) Then literally six months later, out of the blue, he messaged me and was like, we're looking for interns. And I was like, okay, well, I still have a job. So like, let's run it. And then um, 
they for forbidden kingdom every year they do like an anthem competition mm -hmm. and i was like oh i'm gonna like do this competition because i didn't want to just like um be his intern and be like i'm also a dj and a producer you know like put me on i kind of wanted to like just let him come to you right and so i just like did this anthem competition and i was like hey i did this like if you want to check it out and he was like what the fuck like you made this and i was like yeah and he was like I kind of need like another project like I should manage you oh, I was like okay cool and so that's like kind of how we got started yeah wow and now look yeah. at you I mean I feel like you guys were known as like the power couple not yeah. in a romantic way but still like really well respected like yes he said so it's cool to see the night and day I know I feel really lucky and it was kind of like when Forbidden was starting to take off so I feel like I got in at like the yeah. perfect time like I made that connection um, and then we kind of just like grew together, which was cool. Was mm -hmm. that Anthem, was that the FL sound? No, this was like, what was it? Like 2020 or 2019. It was me and my other friend who's a producer, Selecta. And it was just mm -hmm. called like Forbidden Anthem. Oh, cool. It's on okay. my SoundCloud. It's not even on Spotify or anything. Okay. I'm like searching through your Spotify. I'm like, yeah. it has to be it FL sound. Way back. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Forbidden blew up in the last few years. I feel like that's one of the premier dubstep festivals now. Definitely. I feel like after this past year, like it's just super well recognized by everyone in the community. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what other festivals do you have lined up? Cause I know you've had a really busy summer. Moonrise is on um, the following weekend after Lala. And then after that, I don't really have much until Halloween time. I just got booked for Boo in Seattle. Ooh, fun. Um, oh, yeah. And then there's some like other things in the books that I like can't really talk about, but I'm like so excited. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I can't wait to announce it, but that'll be for later on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Speaking of bookings, I mean, you recently announced that you were with UTA like a couple months ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was also insanity. Like, I'm still in shock. Oh my gosh. Huge congratulations. I thank feel like you're just so like leveling up every month. Love to oh, see. Thank you. Yeah. How did you get like connected with UTA? Was it just out of the blue completely or? Um, so Jake from UTA, um, we had kind of been following each other just like for a while. Um, and then that Jake and Steve both work really closely with Pepe for like Forbidden Kingdom and some other festival stuff um and I guess they just were like oh like this is your artist this is really cool we like her sound and they wanted to sign me and I was like fuck yeah <laughs> you're like full send <laughs> full send like I just honestly couldn't believe it I just feel like super grateful for all these opportunities like insane yeah so much has happened ever since we had you on the riot control radio series yeah. like yeah. holy oh shit God. dude <laughs> I, know. I can't even believe it <laughs> so like what advice would you give for other women in the scene who are looking to break into the scene and get to that level where you're getting right now because you're like mm -hmm. on the rise right now so and I feel like at times it can be pretty discouraging especially since it's very male dominated yeah but like is there any advice that you would give to those females who are trying to get to that level where you are right now? Um, I would say like reach out to as many like industry people as you can and like try to network. And even if it's just like, you don't have to like push too hard because I'm not like that person that's like, oh, listen to my music, do this. But like even like commenting on their posts or being like, hey, like I really like if it's a producer, like I really like your sound, like 
I want to send you my music just to listen to like don't even ask for feedback or anything just like build that initial connection with them and then also there's a lot of good platforms like Jeannie's Girl Gang um Mm -hmm. which is like all women and like Jeannie is just super great at like lifting up all the artists on that platform and that's also a really good one I would say if you're a female producer like you should really get on that and I just feel like the women producers and DJs like are already like kind of a close-knit like community and we all kind of lift each other up um which is really helpful Mm -hmm. um but yeah I would say take as many opportunities as you can to do like mixes or podcasts just like get your sound out there and get your name out there um so yeah I would say take opportunities and like try your best to network within the industry yeah that's good advice because yeah I really believe that it's not about what you know it's all about who you know yeah so I mean even like with Chrissy and I too with like Dubstep mm-hmm. FBI after meeting Kezo's manager right yeah. away he was like do you want to manage Welcome Records and we were just like freaking the fuck out <laughs> well I didn't know you guys do that oh you didn't know yeah. no <laughs> We've yeah, we're the, the down low. We're basically the label managers. We never made an announcement or anything. Yeah. Like we just kind of lay low. <laughs> That's amazing. Congrats. That's so <laughs> Thank cool. you. Yeah. Congrats. I mean, like running off of what you said at first, like recommending commenting on people's stuff. I feel like the more you hype up others, mm-hmm. the more they're gonna hype you up in return. Like I've seen yep. it first and foremost, like I, you know, I'll see someone killing it. I'll tag them on Twitter and stuff. And then like, they'll start hyping me up randomly. So it's it's really full circle. Positive energy. Like if you feed off of it, like if you see, Mm -hmm. you know, if you get a positive comment, you're going to want to go and check out that person, listen to their Mm -hmm. stuff. So I totally agree with that. Yeah. And like something that I've also noticed just recently in the last few years, as I I've matured more is that on days where I'm feeling like sad, or maybe sometimes I'll be like, you know, I see all these other people getting opportunities, but I don't get the same ones or whatever it may be. If I compliment someone else when I'm feeling like that, it just makes it feel so much better. Dude, that's crazy because I just started doing that because I feel like every artist, every, just every person, it doesn't matter what industry you're in. Like you'll Mm -hmm. see someone getting like crazy opportunities or like doing something and you're like, questioning everything about yourself like why am I not doing this and like I've been recently trying to like switch my mentality to be like okay that's be happy for them like they obviously deserve it they're getting these things for a reason and like forcing yourself to comment or Mm -hmm. anything like it really like there's a shift something happens where you're like Mm -hmm. I genuinely feel like so happy for this person and like I want to see them succeed and then it kind of takes away from your like oh poor me like pity party you know Mm -hmm. yeah I also feel like imposter syndrome is very real and like for those people listening who don't know what that is it's where you're in a position and you don't think you're good enough to be in that position. So like mm-hmm. mentally you kind of are like, oh, like I either don't deserve this or I'm going to fail yeah. or I shouldn't mm-hmm. be here. Or like, you're just doubting yourself. And I feel like it's hard to take a step back and be like, you know what? I have come really fucking far and I've earned this too. So like yeah. just yeah. being, it's okay to be confident. Like it's not being cocky. It's just like being happy with where you are and like being For super sure. excited about what you're doing. Yeah, I actually saw a quote recently and it was like, if you weren't ready, then you wouldn't have the opportunity. And I was like, that's true. So I try, like, every time I, like, think, like, 
oh my God, I don't deserve this. Or like, this is insane. Like, what did I do to deserve this? I'm like, okay, you know what? I do deserve this. Like I worked hard and mm-hmm. like everything happens for a reason. So Hell yeah. yeah, like I didn't come this far just to come this far, but yeah. also like surrounding myself with people who are like, I don't want like Chrissy and I, we both believe that we don't want to be the smartest people in a room. So constantly surrounding ourselves with people that can elevate us and we can help them. Like it's just it, pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone like that. I hate it at first, mm-hmm. but it just the long run, it just it just really, really pays off like. Yeah, you really got to keep pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone, but also tell yourself mentally and manifest the good things. Like, yes, I can do this. I am capable. Everything is working out for me and just speaking positivity into your life. Definitely. Like, yeah. That that can be really hard at times, especially on tough days or like what you were saying that yeah. <laughs> all these people with all these opportunities and you're like, damn, I wish that could have been me, but it's like, you know what? That's their journey. This is my journey. Right. And this is how it's supposed to be. This is how it's meant to be my time will come for sure I couldn't agree more I just like have recently I try to have like blinders on and be like don't compare yourself like everyone's on your own journey like you said and like those opportunities will come if they're meant for you and otherwise like when I say blinders because like this is something I talked about like on a different like interview I was doing I think it's really important to obviously keep up with like what your peers are doing and like what's going on in the industry but not to get like so caught up in it that you like lose sight of what you're doing. Cause I feel like it's really easy with social media to just like get lost in like what everyone else is doing. And mm-hmm. it kind of like mm-hmm. is detrimental to your own career. Don't even oh get gosh. me started with social media. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a love hate. Yeah. I feel like what you just said, I literally had that experience in college because Um, I managed my friend's campaign for student body president at Colorado State University. And um, he always told me like, you need to focus on your North Star because the other campaigns are trying to distract you. And obviously like the industry isn't really like purposefully trying to distract you in the the Mm. way that I experienced it. But what matters is that you don't lose sight of your goals and where you're headed because it's so easy to get distracted by other people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Wisdom. (laughs) <laughs> good talk right there though love it <laughs> I know I'm like super excited now I'm really confident I'm happy like, let's go <laughs> but before we get into our submitted questions in our lightning round me like sorry fix this lamp okay <laughs> You're that's good. literally me all the time I'm like do I look good oh uh, no I just it was getting dark and I was like oh gosh like first the audio now no one's gonna be able to see me like <laughs> Lollapalooza pre-show feels yeah. Yeah. anxious all over the place <laughs> yes yeah so I don't know if you can spill but do you have any upcoming releases that we can expect from you this year um yeah I have one coming up at the end of August it's an official remix for a bass rush artist so I'm just gonna Ooh, say that oh. I've um, heard of who. one in particular who's <laughs> I think you probably know <laughs> yeah um so that and then other than that, um, nothing planned. I'm trying to think. I have some collabs in the works that are finished that we definitely want to like get out there. Um, so right now, just like shopping it around. And then other than that, just nothing really set in stone. Yeah. We'll go into our submitted questions. So <laughs> this one, Evan Shomo 2 
He asked, what is your favorite festival or venue you have played in? Hmm. I think for festival, definitely EDC Orlando, because that was just like such a big moment for me. And that's like a festival that I've been going to for so long before I even started doing this like as a job. (laughs) Um, So that was definitely like one of the best experiences. And then venues um honestly like I just played at the San Jose Civic Center and that was blew my expectations like I was so nervous I don't really play on the west coast so like I was like weary of how the crowd would be but that venue is amazing the audience was super receptive and that was a really fun show so did you play with another artist who'd you play with I opened for say my name oh word yeah nice that was fun Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember your EDC Orlando set. That one was sick. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's. I think I met you guys in person for the first time. Yeah, at yeah. your hotel. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, and then we saw her backstage as well. Yep. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. But that was at the moment where when I opened the podcast, I was like, "We've ran into you, but we haven't got to chat." That was one of the yeah. moments that I was thinking of. <laughs> cool. Um, well, we actually have Evan Shomo asked another good question that I'm curious about. Okay. Um, who is your dream collaborator as an artist? Oh my gosh. There's like, I have a whole list going in my like notes app of people I want to collab with. <laughs> but like in a dream world, I would say like probably Pretty Lights or Troy Boy um, mm-hmm. or Grizz. Those are like my top three. Oh, Grizz. Yeah, that Dude. would be like insane. Um, so yeah, I actually like, I send Grizz like, all my music and obviously it doesn't get opened and like the last time I sent him my EP I literally got like an automated response oh. and I was like oh shoot <laughs> it's like, actually <laughs> it's funny that you say pretty lights because I was just listening to your EP like 30 minutes ago before we jumped on the call and Matt my boyfriend high zombie walked in and he was like oh I didn't know you liked pretty lights I was like this isn't pretty lights but that's awesome <laughs> oh my god that's such like an amazing compliment because that's totally the vibe I was going for with the new EP and like every time I would see comments I were like this sounds like pretty lights and whoever like had a child I was like amazing this is like exactly what I wanted to like sound yeah. like so. Nailed especially it. coming from Matt <laughs> high zombie like oh. that. <laughs> that's he a knows. compliment right there he, real recognize real <laughs> oh. <laughs> mm-hmm all right, next one here from Street Team member Balix. <laughs> he was just asking, how does it feel to have made one of the most fire riot control radio mixes to date? Oh my God. <laughs> wow, that's so nice. That was so fun. <laughs> that was like my first actual like mix I think I did. Really? And, yeah. yeah, I had so much fun making it. Yes. And yeah. Love that. <laughs> that's kind of our goal with Depths of FBI is to like, put on rising artists and then hopefully like they'll just start to blow up not not because of us or anything but like yeah as a homie thing yeah oh yeah for sure mm-hmm. um one more question b money mustache 12 is asking what's been your favorite set that you've ever played um hmm i think Oh gosh, I don't know. Okay, EDC was really good, but also like there was one night when I was on the tour with Peekaboo 
it was like probably like the last night and it was just like so fun and everything was going really smoothly and like the crowd was really vibing so I feel like EDC and then like the last stop of the peekaboo tour was probably my favorite sets I totally forgot you toured with peekaboo how was that yeah so fun and that was my first like actual tour and I was super nervous I like didn't know anyone and I was like oh all these guys like know each other I'm gonna be like the little like <laughs> no one girl but honestly Matt is like one of the nicest guys I've ever met the fact that he was there every single night to watch like the opener and watch everyone's sets and support like that was just amazing that really like meant mm-hmm. a lot to me because I like didn't know what to expect and I was like oh no one's gonna be at my set you know I'm the opener of four people and like Matt was there like the whole like all the other guys on the tour were there and like everyone was just like supporting each other and it was a great time yeah that's the vibe mm-hmm. yeah I have a lot of respect for headliners who get there at their shows in the beginning of the night to watch yeah. the openers and greet them and thank them for coming out and opening and yeah, like Hayden Kezo, he does that all the time. That's awesome. I have so much respect for him. Like yeah. even when Christy and I hung out with him for a little bit in Italy, we went to Nameless Festival and he was playing out there. And like, we went out to support Charlie, aka Akraze mm-hmm. <laughs> and yes. some other artists there. And he was just like saying hi to everyone and like just being so social and friendly. And like, yeah, right. we met so many European dubstep artists out there. And he was just like the most welcoming mm-hmm. friendliest guy inviting them all to the green room like oh my God. Yeah. yeah yeah that's so cool Aww. true rave dad yeah. <laughs> love rave dad <laughs> okay well should we move on to the lightning round here sure. oh my gosh i'm nervous <laughs> these are usually the most fun i feel like okay all right i'll kick us off so what are your must-haves in the studio um oh god um I think like a drink and um I have my little guy here yeah yeah I was gonna ask where's your little mushroom don't you have a little yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's like my little studio companion but honestly like I don't require much like I just need a beverage and like to be focused and that's it <laughs> you produce on a desktop or a laptop laptop I need to upgrade too because it's my computer sounds like it's gonna explode every time I open open Ableton. Like I'm like, when what is this gonna be like my last session? So yeah. you know. Okay, Mac Mac or PC? Mac. Okay, correct yeah. answer. <laughs> yeah. PC cough, girl cough. over here. Yes, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Um. Well, I have another question. Would you rather play at Main Stage EDC Vegas or Main Stage Tomorrowland? Oh tough one I don't know I feel like I'm gonna have to say Tomorrowland how can you not like main stage this year I saw a comment and someone was like this looks like society if and I was like (laughs) what (laughs) is that like you know those memes are like society if like this happens and it's like this futuristic looking like world oh my god it Uh, totally does it it like matches the photo on google right now yeah (laughs) Oh my god uh, that's kind of what I thought too it almost looks like you could enter it and be taken to space crazy yeah it reminds me of the movie tomorrow in the Disney movie you know how oh, the movie yeah. the Disney movie is literally futuristic mm-hmm. like that stage literally was like oh that's literally living up to the movie <laughs> the Disney right movie, I thought Wizard of Oz when I first saw it I was like this mm-hmm. is giving Wizard of Oz vibes but yeah how, yeah <laughs> that's so cool how cool would it be to be part of the stage design team like 
they're just brainstorming to the nines yeah yeah and like the budget that they have too it's like oh my god oh my god billions <laughs> just kidding <laughs> right? imagine yeah and like the fireworks that are shooting off on the oh. side of the stage like that reminded me of the dubai like the tallest building in the world oh, in dubai yeah. how mm-hmm. new year's they always shoot off fireworks in the side of the building yeah that's true wow that's insane yeah goals i would love to go to dubai someday same wow mm-hmm. and go back to greece yeah you guys were in Greece oh my gosh we have to talk about Greece really yeah. quick <laughs> we were gonna go to Paros but we couldn't swing it this trip oh you'll have to go back that means you'll have to go yes. back yeah we have an excuse to go back so mm-hmm. what do you think of Greece it was like oh it's literally topped as one of my favorite countries I've ever been to yeah literally it was like, cool too because we had traveled to like Iceland, Italy, and Malta before, and I'm such a picky eater. I didn't really like the food in Iceland really? and Malta, but then we got to Greece and like everything we ordered was so freaking good. Oh my gosh, insane! Like the, the fried octopus. <laughs> yep, <laughs> the fried feta with jam. Oh my oh, gosh, they fry it and they put like honey and like sesame seeds, and it's so good. Right. <laughs> so yeah. fucking good oh my god we like, were in heaven <laughs> I, was so I had dumb. never I have never had so much cheese in my life <laughs> I know <laughs> like breakfast of champions and then lunch and dinner like I had it for every meal literally. <laughs> I eat as much feta as I can when I'm there to like mm-hmm. just get it out of my system because the feta here like just doesn't even compare so <laughs> it's like too salty I feel like they overdo it yeah it's, uh, I don't know what it is, but something's not right. <laughs> and then the one thing I will say about Greece, the one downside before we change back to the lightning round, is that they were selling sunscreen for 25 euros a bottle. Oof. That's, yeah. I know. That's a little much. That's highway robbery, guys. That was in, that was in Milos, right? And in Hanya, too, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah you guys went, like, when did you go? June? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah. it's like June. height of season. So they probably know like all these tourists are going to call and they need sunscreen. Right. We can raise the prices. But... Those Greeks. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. yeah. I would so totally next... go back. <laughs> yeah, that was like a minor inconvenience. I was like almost happy to pay that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take my money, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Next one here. Who are your biggest mentors? Um, definitely Pepe, I have to say, because without him, I probably like wouldn't be in this position. And he's like taught me so much just about like the industry. And like, honestly, he's like my therapist in a way, like we'll just bounce things off each other. And he like is filled with like a lot of knowledge about like just the music industry and stuff. So it's really he's helped me a lot like throughout this journey. Um, yeah, so him. Like, is this a mentors, like, in the industry or just, like, in general? In general. Okay. So, definitely Pepe. I would say also, like, my actual therapist. Just, like, I love her. And she's, like, helped me with so much, like, in my life. And just, like, seeing things from a different perspective and, like, handling situations differently. I'm just, like, super grateful for her. Um, Who else? There's definitely more. But those two are, like, the first that come to my mind. (laughs) Every good manager is also a therapist. Yes. Yeah. And Corinne, Mm -hmm. honestly, like Corinne has been amazing too. And like, we've just been working together for like the past like six-ish months. 
um, but she's also so knowledgeable about everything and like provides really great insight. So I'm glad to have her on the team. I love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so awesome. How long ago did she start tag teaming management with Pepe? Um, I want to say like, yeah, like maybe like a little less than a year ago. Oh, wow. I'm surprised I didn't even know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought it was just Pepe this whole time. It's yeah, just... no. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, well, we have a couple more questions. Um, yeah. My question is, if you could describe yourself in three words, what words would you use? Oh, my God. These are hard questions. <laughs> um, I would say um, creative, like hypersensitive, and that could be good or bad um and empathetic mm-hmm. love that yeah. I feel like those are reflected in your music like the empathy and the creativity at least cool that's good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely okay two more for you <laughs> <laughs> so what is your dream country to play in oh my gosh um I think it would be really cool to like end up in Greece again because that's where I like started DJing although they have like no bass scene there um, but like maybe one day if it pops off, like to play there, but also, um, I think England would be really cool. Like they have a crazy dubstep scene there. Um, yeah. Somewhere in Europe, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Anywhere in Europe. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Cause when Yessi and I were getting ready to go to Greece, we were like Greek EDM shows, June, 2022, yeah. <laughs> trying to find literally club parties to go to and then I think one night there might have been like a club party but we were too tired to stay up till 1 a.m and go yeah it's all like techno and deep house over there there was a a beach party at that one club that you recommended it was a techno club yeah I forgot forgot what it's called boulevard Mm-hmm. yeah boulevard yeah boulevard beach club or whatever yeah and the only thing was the party ended it was well first of all it was 30 minutes away so okay. we we're like not trying to grab a cab oh, at yeah. midnight two young american girls <laughs> and no, then so stay up till like 3 a.m 4 a.m when we had a 9 a.m flight the following day to go to Milos. oh my gosh <laughs> i know and then also like how are we gonna get home but then we were like well this is a once a li- once in a lifetime opportunity when are we gonna come back here but then also Aww. like we're grandmas like yeah also Aww. like safety <laughs> like it was just a lot of back and forth and then we were like yeah fuck this we're going home <laughs> yeah that's probably that's fine yeah it's probably, be- it's probably better that we did that yeah <laughs> all right last question for you cool. do you have a pre-show routine yeah so I started stretching before my shows because I was like why am I so sore after I play and I was like because mm-hmm. I literally don't stretch and I like do a half headbang that's like not natural and so I like to start stretching <laughs> and I always have to like at least like have a shot or like a drink to like calm my nerves and then I just like try to like meditate for a little bit I just get like really anxious and like people are like oh it's gonna get better like the more you do it and it just hasn't so like the stretching the drink and then I try to like walk like I try to like keep moving before like right up until I play that way I'm not just like sitting there like in my head about everything Mm -hmm. um so yeah I would say that <laughs> I think you have the same pre-show routine as Spaghetti. He literally oh, said the same thing. He was like, "Oh my I gosh, to, I have to stretch or do yoga, and then I also have to have a drink." 
Yep. <laughs> yeah, he says I like he still gets nerves, but not not like nervous, but just like anxious. Like he just wants yeah. to get on stage. So mm-hmm. like same feeling. Yeah. <laughs> also, just know that you're gonna fucking slay that Lala set. Like if you get anxious, just remember us here hyping you up. You're gonna kill it, girl. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> yes, I'm excited to hear it. But um. Well, that concludes the submitted questions and the lightning round. So do you have any final words for everyone who's listening in right now? Um, just that I'm grateful for everyone who's been like supporting my project and listening to my music and who continues to do that. And yeah, I'm just happy to be here sharing my music with everyone. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yes. <laughs> Keep up the good work. Thank you. <laughs> yes, excited to see what you have in the future and hopefully you can come out here to Denver sometime mm-hmm. soon. Yes. Love oh to my gosh. Have I you out so. here. Yeah, I love Denver, so that'll be fun. 